Depression is something that has taken hold of our people. Whether young, old, black, white, man, woman, depression is something that a larger percentage of our population is experiencing than in previous generations and in previous times. So now more than ever, it is become even more important for us to talk about issues to do with depression. So this week, I'm very excited to host Godfrey Muzanaro, who is a 21-year-old aspiring professional rugby player who has represented the Zimbabwean national team and is currently playing for the University of Western Cape. Why I'm very excited to have this conversation is that a lot of athletes hold in issues to do with mental health and they're not ready and open and willing to have this conversation. So I'm happy to host Godfrey to hear what really happened and how he got into depression and how he overcame that and he's living a more purposeful life. So I really hope you enjoy this conversation. And just a note, we talked about a lot with Godfrey, quite a lot. And I really wouldn't have been able to compress it into one podcast due to time. So I just cut out a certain section of our conversation that I thought would really benefit uh, the people. So let's get to it. I hope you enjoy this once again. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with as many people as you can. Hey guys, welcome to The Real You once again. Today, I am very excited. Like, I know I always say I'm excited, guys, but today I'm actually, today I'm actually extra, extra excited, guys. Uh, I have got a friend of mine, which is, I guess, what makes it even more exciting. Because having or getting to know what he just told me, I, I just couldn't wait for you guys to hear uh, this so I've got my friend today, Godfrey Muzanaro. Uh, and like I said last time, I let people introduce themselves, guys, uh, because... Uh, no, no, no. Uh, that worked for you last time, because I, I, I listened to your, to your last podcast with Julian, and you made him introduce himself. So I would really want to know what you have to say about me. So oh. if you can, <laughs> just introduce me. <laughs> I also want to find out a bit of what you know about me. Hey, no, no pressure. No, good thing, like I said, I can edit it out. <laughs> but so Godfrey is you're 21, right? You're 21 or 22. Well, yeah, you must be 20, 22 in November. Godfrey is 21 years old. We went to high school together. We were at Prince Edward School and he was the captain of the Prince Edward Tigers. And wow, they had an undefeated season. That was that was some really good man. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so he decided. He to, yeah, he decided he wanted to pursue rugby as a career, and to date now he's in university, and he's playing in Cape Town. So I'm gonna let him tell us the rest of the story because that is exactly what he's here to talk about. He's here to talk about his journey 
uh, what that transition was like from high school going on into university and his experiences in pursuing professional rugby. Oh, yes, I forgot to mention he has played for the national team as well. So, yeah, at least I remember that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So everything went well for you, 2019. The season was good. Exactly, now yeah. you've just gotten a yeah. full scholarship, which is something that a lot of uh, aspiring students or prospective students are hoping to get you know people are just saying if i can just get a scholarship if i can get good grades get a scholarship or even if it's sport if i can play the sport so well and get a scholarship i will be fine i'll get to wherever i need to get to but so now i want to know like what you were telling me about off camera and now i want yeah. to know how did you get to that point of getting into the university of western cape and then yeah. going into depression now now tell me what what was the source of the depression oh as i already as i already told you um when i got to to the university of western cape it was a totally new environment for me because i only knew one person and that was Blythe. i think you already know Blythe Mamusele. we played the national team together so it was just uh the two of us from zimbabwe so he is the only person I knew. So when I got here and I got to the setup here, um, I just thought that my CV was gonna do the, the talking for me, you know, um, because I've played uh, rugby at a high level. I just thought, you know, everything was just gonna be smooth for me. I was gonna play for the first team easy and all of that, you know. So um, we started off pre-season pretty well. Uh, hit the ground running because we started training uh, I think in November right for for the season starting in February so the first part of the preseason was good we, re we worked really hard and um, I was happy with my performance at preseason and I feel like the coaches were also impressed with the way we we performed in preseason so I really didn't think that there was going to be any problems with me making the the cut for the varsity cup team right cool so uh, we went back home for for a break for a bit of a break in in december then we went back again into preseason early january so when we played in january when we went when we got into preseason in january told that the cut the squad was going to be cut down in uh was going to be cut down to a squad of of 30 players so that was not really a problem because I I thought my performance was good enough to make the cut. So I made the first the first cut, which was the 40 players, and then the squad was going to be cut down further to 24 players, right? And I still made the, the 24 players. So when I made the 24 players, I thought I thought everything was going to be fine. I thought I was going to be in the starting team, you know, because I'd work really hard. And I just felt like, you know, I deserve to be in the team. Uh, so we went on to, to play a bit of warm-up games before the tournament started. Uh, we played our first, our first game was against Marty's Rugby. Um, so we had a friendly with them. So when we played that game, I got selected into, I was selected into the second team. I wasn't in the first team. So... I was really confused as to why I didn't make the first team, but 
these are questions I asked myself eternally. I didn't ask the coaches or anything. So I just went on with, with the flow. I didn't ask anyone. You know, I just thought maybe the coach had a plan for me. You know, he just didn't want to make everything obvious and stuff. So I just played that. I played the game. Uh, I played the game for the second team. Then we went on to play the went on to play the second preseason game, and I was put into the second team again. So I started questioning myself that what's really happening? Why am I not making the first team? Am I not good enough? What's going on? You know. So as soon as I, I asked myself that question, I started changing the way I trained. I wanted to improve people. I wanted to I wanted to prove people wrong, you know. I wanted to prove people wrong. I started trying to please the coaches by doing outrageous stuff at training, you know. I forgot the basics, stuff like that. So I think that affected me even more because I was not, I was failing to do even the simple things right, you know. And uh, that went on for maybe two or three more games. And uh, I, didn't, I didn't really tell anyone what I was going through at the time. So I just kept it inside because I just felt like um, I could deal with everything by myself. I wasn't really that person who speaks out about how they're feeling or their emotions. So everything kept on going on and I was keeping it to myself, suppressing my feelings, my emotions. But um, I got to the breaking point where I just couldn't keep it inside anymore when we started playing uh, the Varsity Cup because we played two games and I was coming off the bench. <clears throat> so I think as you already know my background, I don't really have, um, I didn't really have any knowledge about being on, on the bench and the only idea about being on the bench I had was if you're on the bench, then you're not good enough uh, to be part of the starting team. You know, you just feel like uh, maybe the coaches don't trust you enough to, to make you start. But I think clearly it's because um, they have a plan that they have. And, um, but I, I, just, I just couldn't wrap my, head, my hands around it. Like I just couldn't understand the story behind me not starting. That's basically what I concluded. So I got really upset. So whenever I got the chance to play, I played to prove a point. I wanted to prove people wrong. That, Listen, I deserve the sport. I deserve to be starting. So I really went all out. But uh, surprisingly, uh, my performance wasn't really that good, you know? So even when I got the opportunity to start, my performance was not so great, you know. So I started asking myself, so what is really wrong? Is it because um, I'm coming off the bench? Because clearly it's not that I'm coming off the bench because I got the opportunity to start, but I still couldn't, you know, uh, have a good game. So what's really wrong with me, you know? So uh, I just broke down, basically because uh, of all the emotions. I feel like um, emotionally, I was just, I was all over the place. But it's also because uh, I couldn't find help. I didn't want to find help because I felt like I could deal with everything on my own, which is obviously not the issue. So um, when this lockdown started, 
I started, my safe space was taken away from me because I used rugby to like let out my emotions and, uh, you know, just be free and be myself. So when this lockdown started, I feel like that was taken away from me. So I was just left alone with my emotions and my thoughts. And uh, so pressure started building inside me because I'd been suppressing stuff for so long inside, you know, started building, pressure started building up, started building up until I got to a point where I couldn't handle no more. I just didn't want to be part of anything. You know, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Um, I wouldn't work out. I would just lie in my bed the whole day, stuff like that. Um, I don't know. I just thought that it was the end for me because I started questioning my abilities. I started questioning um, how my future was going to turn out because I really didn't know what my next step was. And now that rugby was taken away, I just didn't know if I was going to make it in life because somehow I feel like my life was, my life revolved around rugby, you know. And um, having rugby taken away from me was really a huge, was a really huge blow for me because I just felt confused. I felt lost. I felt like a part of me was taken away from me, you know. So um, I started. I started, uh, I became restless. I couldn't sleep, just thinking, um, what, are, what am I gonna do next now? The right has been taken away. Uh, am I even gonna make it in life, you know? And stuff like that. But um, I feel like also what contributed to me feeling that way was social media, because I was always on Instagram, you know, uh, checking out what other people were doing, seeing people, seeing people strive in their lives, you know, making it. And I was just here, not moving. I just thought everything was just stagnant for a really long time, you know? So it really broke me down to, to, to just see that everyone else is happy and I'm not happy. And me being me, I didn't look for help because I just thought I, I knew how to fix this. And it's just in my nature to, you know, to try fix things on my own before I reach out to people. And I'm not really good at communication. So um, everything was just suppressed inside. I got, it got so bad that um, I couldn't sleep at night. I couldn't concentrate on my schoolwork because um, you know, we're doing online work and all of that, but I couldn't concentrate on any of that because um, my mind was just not right to do anything at the time. So I decided to I decided to reach out for the first time. I talked to my to my best friend. I talked to him about what I was going through. I told him exactly what was going on in my life, and I explained to him what I'd been through and the whole struggle. And um, what he told me is he felt like I was just trying to rush the whole process. Like I wasn't embracing the process, you know. Um, I wanted so much in a short, a short space of time. Mm -hmm. So I didn't even realize the good things that were going on in my life. The fact that I was in university, the fact that I, was, I played national team mm -hmm. and stuff like mm -hmm. that, you know. Scholarship, yeah. I really... Mm -hmm. Exactly, I was on a scholarship. So all the positives, 
I forgot about the positives and I was just focusing on all the negatives in my life, you know. So, um, man, it was really hard to accept that, you know, I'm really, I'm really ignorant. I'm an ignorant person. Like, that's how, that's who I am. Like, it's hard to swallow that, you know, you're ignorant. But, um, yeah. Then uh, he also suggested that I see someone. So he suggested that maybe I try counseling. And I tried counseling out. I started speaking to someone. Uh, it really helped me because I just felt the burden come off me because I had finally had someone to really talk to who didn't know anything about me. So they're probably not going to judge me because the reason I feel like the reason why a lot of people don't go out and talk about their problems is because they're scared of you know um of judgment from people yeah uh you've said a lot so for me to even try and touch on half of that i think uh would be an effort made in vain but for me the key things i've noticed is appreciation uh firstly yeah appreciation sometimes we have so many good things that have happened to us but we choose not to focus on them and we put so much focus on the negatives and from life i have learned and i'm sure you've also learned that your prevailing feelings or your experience will be based on what you have focused on what you have put your attention towards and everything in life carries the ability to make you feel something only if you can focus on it. And whenever we focus on the negatives, it's never going to attract a positive feeling or a positive result out of it. And one of the key things I also got from what you were saying was the fact that uh, when things didn't go your way, you started trying to prove yourself not because that's who you are and to make it yeah. worse not because you're trying to prove yourself to yourself but you're trying to prove yourself yeah. to somebody else somebody who doesn't even know who godfrey is somebody who doesn't even know tafara yeah. is whichever but those are the people that we actually start living our lives for and exactly. i've also noticed that you know the moment you base your life and your expectations and your reason and will to live the moment you base that on other people then you'll never be satisfied because everything that yeah. you'll always achieve is not actually who you are and i can for example i can never i can never be you godfrey i can never do what you do the moment i yeah. try to be like you i've already decided to be second best and it's funny how you were fighting not to be second best. You were fighting to get into the starting 15. But in fighting to, to not be second best, you were fighting the way somebody who's second best would fight. But we don't realize our most unique weapon, which is our uniqueness. You know, you've got your own character, and I'm sure your character can reflect in how you play rugby. I always say to people... Sorry. Um, 
I was I was reading something in this book called Relentless by Tim Grover. I think you know the guy already. Yeah. Uh, his book is called Relentless. So in this book, he was saying, in order for you to know what to do, you need to know who you are because mm-hmm. um, that way you will know exactly what to do. If you know that you're a rugby player, you will know that you have to work hard in the gym, you have to do this and do that. So you will know exactly what to do. Mm-hmm. But um, when you don't know who you are, you don't have any idea what you have to do, you know? So I think that really plays a really uh, big role in whatever we do, that we really, we should know who we are first before we, we do anything. embark on anything. That's so true. Yeah. You know, one thing I, I say to people whenever I talk to them is that when I ask you what you want to do, you can't simply just tell me that you want to be an accountant or you want to be a lawyer, an engineer, or even a sportsman. Because don't forget that that profession that you're pursuing was created by somebody who knew who they were. Yeah. So now when you say you want to be an accountant, a lawyer, whichever, you're simply following what somebody else created. And I'm not saying don't pursue that, but I'm saying find yourself the real you in what you're doing if it's gonna be accounts then okay who's godfrey in accounts if it's in your case yes they are the god for you <laughs> if it's in your case you want to be a rugby player you, <laughs> you you find your place within rugby because the fact that you have the gift means that the place for you is already there so you have to find your place but you can only find the place if you know who you are and exactly. one thing that you told me, maybe you've omitted this, is that you actually ended up going to to see a doctor, uh, yeah. and the doctor was telling you that um, your blood pressure was too high for somebody your age. Uh, <laughs> and considering you also play sport, maybe if it was my case, I've got a belly, bro. Maybe, <laughs> maybe they would consider. But you know they're saying <laughs> there's there's something wrong, and I like what you what what you yeah. like. There's something wrong, and not medication is not gonna fix that. But I think you actually need to let go of whatever it is and open up about it. And I think that's something that is so so key and that is so so vital right there. Like, like. Right away, he didn't even have to spend 30, 30 or 40 minutes examining me. He just took maybe two minutes. He mm-hmm. just, um, and he was just like, there's something wrong with you. There's something you're keeping inside there. You need to find someone to talk to and let everything out. Mm-hmm. Because if you don't, this is going to result in you uh, getting really, really ill. So that was a wake-up call for me. Um, because I was like, shit, I really need to get my stuff together here. Yeah. I really need to pattern up and, you know, find the courage to get out there and get help, professional help, because um, I don't have all the answers by myself, you know. It really takes someone who, who understands what I'm going through to get me to get better. So I really needed that, bro. I said this before and I'll say it again. Uh, 
it takes real character. And the word that I used, in fact, was courage to open up about your problems. Uh, There's so many people, like I mentioned, that have committed suicide, people that have gotten into drug abuse, people that have even found themselves in wrong relationships. And some of them have pressured themselves into wrong careers. And they've gone to all these lengths to do something wrong when they could have just opened up. And I do understand, like you mentioned, social media is one of those things that gives you pressure to say, but if I open up that, uh, you know, I'm not really performing as how I would like to do in rugby, how are people going to see me? Because people associate me with rugby. And the moment I open up and say, that's actually not going so well, how are they going to see me? I immediately lose my relevance. I immediately lose what I, maybe I think people love about me. And you, you have yeah. all these questions in your mind and you say, you know what, I'm a man. I'm not going to cry about this and I'm just going to keep it inside. I can deal with it. But we don't realize I feel like we need to. I feel like, yeah. I feel like that's the case with a lot of people our age. Like, uh, we're not really keen to open up and be real with people and tell people things as, as they are, like how our life is really going we prefer rather to, you know, um, act like everything else is right, like everything is going well in our lives, but inside we're broken, you know. Yeah. And I'm not, I'm not blaming social media or anything or saying that Instagram is wrong because there's no way under Instagram's um, terms and conditions that says uh, Instagram is about someone's real life. You know, I think you agree with me there. So I feel like everyone is allowed to post whatever they want, whether it's what's happening in their real life or not, not, you know. So um, I think it's how we take what we see on Instagram. I feel like in my case, um, Instagram was not helpful. Why? Because I was there for the wrong reasons. I was there to compare myself with other people. Like I wasn't there to to learn. Mm-hmm. Because you can use Instagram to learn. You can, there's so much information you can get there, you know. But it just depends on what information you are there to look for and how you use that information you see on Instagram. So I feel like for me, it's just the wrong usage of the information I got from Instagram because I was comparing my life to uh, other people's lives. That's so true, bro. That's so true. And you, you begin to realize that whenever these problems then manifest, like you say, social media is not a problem. You can use social media to learn. But if you go on certain platforms and you go there with your own insecurities, when you begin to see some of these things like somebody posting and they look like they're having a good life and you begin to look at yourself and that's not exactly where you are. I think your negative self image is what then makes that tool bad. Yeah. I personally think that it's important that before pursuing anything else in life, it's important to know who you are and 
learn to separate who you are from what you do. There's something you said to me earlier on to say, you know, Tafara, I used to play rugby, uh, maybe because I want to get famous or whichever, but now I want to play rugby because I've decided during this lockdown period that I want to make a difference in anybody's life. If I can inspire somebody to want to do what I do or to believe in themselves, then I've done an extremely good job. So I think that was really key that you actually found yourself. Yeah, bro, because if you look at it in this way, if you don't teach people what you already know or um, what, you, what you're good at, then when you die, you die with everything you have, you know? So you die with, you die with uh, say, your, your motivation and whatever. As for me, I die with all the skills I have, but they can't be used when I'm gone, you know? They can't be used when I'm gone. And also, the scriptures say that, you know, you're not doing any good if you're not teaching, um, if you're not teaching someone else what you're doing. And I think you should do what you're doing with the future generations in, in your head, bro, mm. you know? Yeah. So I feel like for me, I was doing, I was playing rugby for myself, but now I really want to play rugby to motivate other people to change people's lives and um for all those who who want to pursue rugby to believe that you know it's possible we can do it um it doesn't really necessarily need you to be from a a well-up background or whatever but i just want to do whatever i can to help out people you know yeah that's so true bro uh i actually have two things to say (laughs) First of all, I think you have already done quite a lot in terms of uh, inspiring people that you can come from anywhere uh, and come anything. There are people that have played rugby in high school and they haven't managed to get anywhere. There are people that doubt themselves simply because they're coming from an inferior school. But from both you and I, uh, when we both played rugby, we know there are people that came from some of these places where we'd be like, where is this person actually coming from? <laughs> but, <laughs> but they've gone on to done exploits. We were talking about, about the beast uh, just now, Tindam Tower, to say, look, this is somebody that, that came from Churchill and he went on to play for the Springboks. Uh, but I don't believe that he became an inspiration only at the point of having played for the Springboks, but to take the simple steps that other people weren't willing to take in that moment, like to believe in himself and actually come from Churchill to actually go to South Africa and then not just go to South Africa, but be a success. So even you just taking that step to say, I'm not going to be satisfied with staying in Zim only. I want to, to do much better. Uh, And now you're in South Africa and I know you're looking forward to this lockdown period ending and you want to do more to inspire people. I think what you've done already inspires people to a certain level and you want to do more so that they see that uh, they don't have any limitations. So, and then one last thing I wanted to say was initially you were gifted with an opportunity to play 
rugby at a more professional level than what you were used to. And what was wrong from what you've told me was your mindset and your mindset affected how you use that opportunity. Because a lot of us cry for opportunities to say, I wish I could just get an opportunity and opportunity, but what do you actually do with the opportunities that come to you? An opportunity is just an opportunity alone. But when, when an opportunity meets the right mindset and work ethic, then it becomes uh, a different lifestyle. It becomes success. So I think, personally, I think that this lockdown period and that whole season of having to be depressed and having to actually experience something not so positive helped you realize that, you know what, I can do so much more than I was doing before, but I just have to change my mindset. And sometimes it takes those dark periods, those periods that force us to take a break, like the coronavirus, the pandemic forced us to take a break, but you have, you were forced to take a break. It's also done well for you in the sense that you've gotten time to introspect and you can only be better going forward. You can't go back. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was going to say that this break came at the right time because I feel like I wouldn't have been able to to continue to cope uh, if it wasn't for this break. And it has also helped me to like um, to appreciate everything that you know I have right now. Um, to be grateful for you know the opportunity to have played rugby at the level that I've played at, and you know also hope to play at a higher level. But um, the one thing that I've learned from from this lockdown is that nothing is guaranteed. You can have something today and you won't have it tomorrow, you know. So it's really key that we appreciate whatever we have. Um, I had rugby, but look, right now I don't have rugby. So I feel like we really should appreciate every moment we have. So say for all the rugby players out there or people who, whatever you do, if it's speaking like you do, if you're speaking today, make sure you go all out today because you never know, maybe tomorrow you won't be able to speak. So um, you should really appreciate everything you have. And um, also never forget that, you know, things take time. Don't put too much pressure on yourself. There's there's always uh, pressure, external pressure from people, from um, the society and whatever, but I feel like we should try by all means not give in to that pressure, you know, and um, just be ourselves, allow ourselves to grow, give ourselves time. Um, like what happened to me, I was, I was, I got ahead of myself because I really wanted to achieve so much in a short space of time, but I'm slowly starting to accept that, you know, good things take time. So uh, I don't know, I hope, you know, we can help each other because um, I feel like we need platforms in this way. We can talk about stuff like this and, you know, come to realizations that help us in life. So good. That's so good, man. And I think everybody that has had a chance to listen to this will definitely benefit from it. Uh, Because most of the times, I think when we go through a crisis, we think we're the only ones going through it. That's one of the reasons why we probably don't want to open up. I was telling you that I have my own uh, 
issues that I face. I have issues that I faced initially when I was starting the podcast. I would tell you, dude, how can I record a whole podcast? Maybe I'm sweating and I have five people listening to it. <laughs> and you've got, your, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. you've got your own pressures to say, I need to make it, I need to make it. But only five people are listening. Why aren't more people listening to my message? But you said it yeah. all. Good things take time. And I've just learned that sometimes we underestimate what we can, sorry, sometimes we overestimate what we can do in one year, but we underestimate what we can do in 10 years. So some of these things just take time and we'll get there. We'll all get there as long as we keep the right mindset and the right attitude. I don't think there's a need to pressure ourselves in terms of competition and the like. I think that everybody's unique in their own way. And the fact that you're gifted in the area that you're gifted in shows that the need is there. The need for a person like you is there. So don't focus so much on on trying to get it done in a short space of time, but focus on getting it done right. So, (laughs) yeah. In the end, in the end, what matters is getting it done. How long it takes you to get it done doesn't matter. So it's about getting the job done in the end. Yeah. So achieving whatever you have set for yourself in the end, you know. And um, I feel like what we should not forget is trying to include God in every, in every plan that we have for ourselves. Like uh, if you set yourself to something, then just try ask God or talk to him about it at least. You know, um, so that maybe it aligns to the purpose that it has for you, you know, because um, I feel like sometimes we feel the way we feel or we go through the stuff we go through because um, we fabricate our own stuff in our heads. You know, we say we want stuff and all of that, but we don't really talk to God about it to to see if that aligns with the purpose that it has for us, you know. So I feel like it's really important that we talk to God and ask him to uh, align us to our purpose. So we start liking what he wants for us, you know. I mean, that way I don't think we can ever get stressed because um, I think the only way we get stressed is just uh, not communicating with God, you know, and worrying too much because I feel like if, if you believe in God, then you shouldn't worry about what's going to happen tomorrow because you know that God will take care of everything, you know, and um, I feel like uh, sometimes you lack faith, you know, like myself, I I really lost faith, uh, you know, things were going to work out for me in life and stuff, but we need to keep praying, guys, we need to keep praying. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true, bro. I, I have really enjoyed having you on this podcast today. Uh, nah, thanks for having me. <laughs> I, I, I'm not going to say my favorite because uh, that will put me on the chopping block, but I've really enjoyed, <laughs> I've really enjoyed uh, <laughs> <having this> conversation. <laughs> no, so, I also, I want to thank you for putting me on, uh, on a platform like this to be able to, to talk, you know, because I feel like, like you said, there's a lot of people who go through stuff, but are not really comfortable talking about it and whatever. And also I think I needed something to get me out of my comfort zone, you know, um, just to go out there and speak to people. So hopefully 
it helps someone you know who's going through their their own problems and um i just want to say if there's anyone who's going through anything and feels like you know they want to talk or i can help them in a way i hope they don't hesitate to hit me up and we can just try help each other that's that's perfect bro that's perfect what i will also do is i will put your instagram details on uh on the podcast as well and if people want to get in touch with you yeah. they can definitely get in touch with yeah. you one thing that really yeah, interested definitely. me was the fact that you're actually an athlete uh and it's not something that you generally hear athletes opening up about like mental health issues so that was so exciting for me to get to hear from an athlete's point of view that these actually do happen you know so i was really excited about that and yeah thank you so much bro i definitely look forward to having one of these conversations with you soon again and hopefully on a much bigger platform <laughs> so <laughs> yeah definitely bro yeah all right man so take care of yourself and we will talk soon thank you very much you have come to the end of this episode thank you so much guys for continuously supporting the real you and this podcast please subscribe to the podcast on apple podcasts on anchor or whichever platform you're using we would also like to hear what you think of the episodes what your feedback is and we would definitely like to structure our content in a way that meets your needs every single time so make sure you get in touch with us via the podcast host or you can email us at info@therealyou.global at or you can message us on +2637750338885 make sure you also follow our instagram page at therealyou.zw make sure you also follow our facebook page at the real you thank you so much guys once again take care of yourselves and we will see you on the next episode